Hey y'all, it's Dr. MC and we are back with Spaces from Above. Um, this month is really jam-packed with a lot of interesting, amazing, exciting things. And so today I am going to start off our new theme of the month. So the theme for July is revival. And I'm really, again, excited about just the the things that God wants me to deliver, the the way that he's really shaping concepts. And uh, as he did last month, he's doing things in real time. So um, I'm going to give you all some like real truths <laughs> as we're going through today. And, um, you know, we'll we'll roll with it. So, again, the theme for this month is revival. And today I'm going to talk about reviving our understanding and participation in culture. Um, so the first fun little tid tidbit, because like I said, God does things where he'll meddle with me and be like, oh, I want you to talk about this. And then in real time, I'm like, really? Like this, like unfiltered God? So um, I am in a situation where I'm very tired right now, exhausted. Y'all probably can tell. <laughs> so that's one thing. Um, and I'm also in a situation where I'm kind of um, over my office setup and I am really just trying to, not, not just my office setup, but also like how I'm presenting right now. And so, and, you know, thinking about this episode, I'm like, oh, this is perfect for today because this is all cultural for me. <laughs> so it's it's perfect. Y'all can see my clicker, like all kinds of things. Uh, I'm not going to be able to crop that out. So you know what? I'm just going to put it over here and um, I'll get that later. But like all kinds of things that I'm usually like, oh, very clean cut, prepared. It ain't happening. <laughs> and I've just gotten started with the episode. So hope y'all enjoy the ride. So I'm going to go ahead and open this up with prayer and then we're going to get into it. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you. Thank you for an opportunity to be honest, to be transparent and to deliver a message today. God, I just thank you for continuing to use me, for continuing to show me that I'm your daughter and show, showing me how much you love me, God. I ask that you convey that same message to everyone who's listening, that you will let them know they are your children, um, your daughters, your sons, and that you are in love with them, madly in love with them, that they are the apple of your eye. Um, God, I just ask that you help me to deliver the word that you want to deliver. I thank you for putting me in a position to be able to understand uh, the things that you are revealing to me and giving me wisdom on these subjects. I appreciate you, Lord. I appreciate this beautiful day. Um, I ask that you bless everyone who's listening and uh, whatever prayer requests, things that are on their heart, God, go to them, speak to them and, you know, respond to their needs, Lord. I thank you. I ask all these things in your son, Jesus name. Amen. All right. So let's get into culture, reviving our um, understanding and participation in culture. So 
you know, I started off by saying like, there's a bunch of things going on. I'm like, this ain't right. I can't even like, I can't do an episode like this. This is crazy. And God reminded me, no, it's culture. <laughs> we have um, certain standards and principles that we go by that are common amongst our peer groups, um, amongst our familiar groups. I guess I could, should have started there. Uh, amongst our um, faith-based groups, amongst our communities, states, cities, you know, it, it, and the list goes on. And so all of that stuff influences us. And I know I talked about that in a couple episodes last month, but um, again, spaces from above, we're transparent. And this is a space where wellness and culture meet Jesus. So I really am going to dive in today around uh, around the the subject of culture and how for me because you know transparency I'm talking about myself and I'm going to try to be mindful of my mic uh one of the episodes last month it was just all kind of scratching and all kind of craziness happening because I wasn't mindful of mic um but there are so many things that I have latched on to culturally um, and I'll talk about the cultural groups that are more salient to me. Um, and God has been revealing over, you know, the last few weeks in particular that uh, that stuff is messed up. Like I got to let that stuff go. So, or if I don't let it go, I'm choosing to operate in a system that, you know, he, he's not pleased with, he's not going to bless. He's not giving favor over. And so, um, you know, I, I want to, I want to be mindful of breaking things down in a way that's uh, relatable, but also, like I said, there's some real like actual time things happening. So I'm kind of gonna, it, it might be a little scattery, <laughs> hopefully just to me, hopefully when y'all hear it, it'll sound like, Oh yes, this makes sense. I can relate. So, you know, let, let it, let it make sense. Let it flow, Lord. Um, but again, with culture, so I'll start off with my understanding and then I'll move into my participation. So my understanding of culture is that basically it's a group, it's a set, excuse me, of customs, beliefs, practices, traditions that people participate in. Um, because they have commonalities. And so you can have cultural groups within, you know, your family system, like I spoke about, uh, your peer system, so your friends and your social settings, uh, work environment, um, your community, your city, uh, your region, <laughs> um, within your race, your ethnicity, uh, within your faith-based groups. Um, so there's just so many uh, different sectors and sections of culture. And um, based on that understanding, I have been able to, to learn more about myself and learn more about the way that I navigate and understand the world. And so uh, some of the cultural groups that are most salient, so closest to me, the ones that are mo more important or most important um, are being a woman, um, being a Christian, 
being a black woman, um, <clears throat> right now, new ones that have come up being a mom <laughs> and, uh, those groups in particular, uh, with mom being the newest, those are the things that grab my attention the most. So when I'm thinking about my life, when I'm thinking about and relating to other people, those are the areas that are at the forefront for me. Um, so to give an example, if I see a story on the news or I see something in social media about um, a subject, uh, and of course, the only subject that I can think of is a very controversial one. So y'all might get me for this episode, but it's okay. Um, so Roe v. Wade, that's the thing that's popping up for me. When I think about Roe v. Wade and how it impacts me, how it impacts others, what my beliefs about it are, um, I'm thinking about a few things. Uh, the fact that I'm a black woman and how that impacts black women historically. Um, I'm thinking about the fact that I'm a woman, uh, a woman who's experienced birth, labor, delivery, um, and a woman who's experienced other situations with birth that weren't so favorable or with pregnancy, excuse me, that weren't so favorable. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking about all those things. And then at a very deeper level, I'm thinking about my belief in God and how, you know, God feels about, um, abortion and abortion rights and, um, how that either aligns with what I feel about it as a black woman and a mom, uh, or it doesn't. And so thank you, God, for giving me wisdom on how to navigate that without it turning into a whole nother episode. Um, so that's an example of how culture plays into, you know, how you see the world, how you interact. So getting into um, how culture impacts my day to day, um, not just how I look at culture. That is the piece for me that is really challenging right now. Um, I'm somebody who hasn't ever really been like one of the cool kids. I have been told by peers in the past, like, oh, no, you were really popular. Uh, I believe it was the last episode I talked about. I don't like I'm not really social and how I did a whole project in school. Um, and I talked about social anxiety and there were crickets and I thought, oh, other people are going to understand me. No. Um, so popularity is just something that I've never been interested in. I've never, you know, thought that I would fit into that mold, so to speak. But apparently I had some popularity at one point or another in my life. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, navigating that kind of understanding and then being from a family setting and family background where you know it was i need to know your friends uh i don't really want you going out to certain places at all and the other places i let you go to i don't want you to go very often or without very strict guidelines uh, eventually i got to a point as a teenager where i was like i really don't want to go out unless it's with you know my at the time, my two besties and because we all had similar parents, <laughs> so we understood each other in a different way. Um, so 
I kind of, from, you know, your teenage years, developmentally, you're at a place where you are gaining more independence. You're trying to test your limits in, in new ways. And you're really coming into who you are as an adult. And so um, that really started to shape for me this whole idea or way that I navigate, like how I interact with these cultures that are important to me or the culture that I'm around. And I'm realizing the more that I mature in Christ, the more I look at cultural aspects that I once was like, yes, love that. And I'm like, mm -mm, that's not it. Like, why did I even enjoy that? Why was I trying to fit in there? So a good example for me is I have a couple and I'll, I'll share a couple. Um, so I'll share um, that like beauty. Beauty is like a big thing for me. And it's always been, it, it's very difficult to grow up in the United States and beauty not be a thing that you are affected by in one way or another. And for me, it's always been this uh, trying to achieve a standard that I just qu couldn't quite reach in my mind. Um, so again, going back to the whole popular thing, like people were always like, oh, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful, da 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 uh, you look like a model. Like I've heard things like that before. And I would always go, huh? What are you talking? No, I don't. Like the uh, girls that I saw in music videos, because um, I grew up in the 106 in Park era. <laughs> um, they, they don't look like me. Uh, the girls who um, all the R&B singers and rappers uh, are rapping about and the R&B singers are singing about, they don't look like me. Um, the women who are in movies, the women who are, you know, the ones who are sought after, the ones who are in magazines, I don't look anything like them. So that seems to be a standard of beauty for some of the cultural groups that I'm close to or that are important to me. Um, and I don't meet that. So like what, there's a conflict. There's a conflict that happens. Conflict is gonna be very important. So that's one thing. The other area where I really, you know, am seeing a clash is our conflict. <laughs> Um, is with singing. And that one is the most precious to me. Um, I've said things like, I feel like God made music just for me. <laughs> um, like music is, is, is so important for me. It's hard to articulate. And up until very recently, I have had a hard time accepting my voice. Um, I was a music major in undergrad for a hot second and then couldn't pass theories. For those of y'all that understand music or were music majors or are music majors, you feel my pain, I'm sure. Um, and so I, you know, held on to some things when I switched majors to psychology that, you know, just I carried them with me into my, uh, you know, adulthood and uh, I don't really have an established singing career, but I am totally an artist. And so one of those things was this belief that my voice wasn't powerful enough. It wasn't pretty enough. It wasn't moving enough. Uh, one thing that is important in Black culture, 
uh, particularly black church culture is when you're singing, um, first of all, it's not singing, it's singing. And when you're doing it, uh, folks should be falling out. Folks should be moved to tears. Folks should have big emotions around your voice. And I have a very soft, sweet Disney princess kind of voice. <laughs> so it doesn't fit within that mold. And I recall being an undergrad and getting feedback about my voice because it was still maturing. And, you know, having a, a vocal professor laugh at me uh, in one way or another um, because I couldn't hit certain notes because I got nervous and all this stuff that just, again, it really impacts your viewpoint of something is particularly when it's important to you. So I, I look back at that time and I'm like, I see why I've had such a hard time with my voice. Um, to add another layer to that, um, I've always wanted to sing songs that God would be okay with. And I, I say God would be okay with because there's a difference between God being okay with something and me singing things that are pleasing to him. Um, singing things and songs that are aligned with his will. And I've just gotten to that point. Uh, initially, I, like I, I grew up in the 90s. So R&B, like, hello, that was like a really amazing time. Neo Soul, fantastic music. And I love singing it. And I've, I've written some songs for those genres, but I was always like kind of coasting all, all around. Well, I think God will be okay with me singing about love because God is love, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> and what I've realized is that all of the messages, all of the beliefs that I planted in my heart, about what singing should be, how I should sound, what the impact should be when I sing. Um, it really pulled me so far away from God's design for my voice and plan for my voice uh, that I, I got close to a point where I just really didn't like singing anymore. Um, and there was a season where I just wouldn't sing. Um, because I hated the sound of my voice and that anybody who knows me, y'all know I'm always singing. So that in itself is like, whoa, wait a second, something's going on. So when God has been, let me rewind. God has been working with me to understand the importance of separating culture from his word. Um, examining culture with his word and through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And so when thinking about beauty, because those are the things that I've talked about, beauty and music. When thinking about beauty and, you know, how fitting in um, can, you know, work for you if you're deemed beautiful by certain groups and things like that. Um, and also thinking about with music, like, how well you're received, how people respond to you when they hear your voice. Um, all of that got, you know, made very clear to me. All of that is very selfish, it's very vain, and it doesn't bring him glory. 
And what God has been pressing on me is the, the understanding that only what you do for Christ will last. So my Aunt Vic says that all the time. And when thinking about it from a cultural perspective, particularly again with beauty and with music, if I'm working and spending all this energy and time trying to be beautiful so that people will see that I'm see my beauty and accept my beauty. And if I'm working really hard to get my voice to a certain place so that when people hear that first note out of my mouth, they're, oh my gosh, then I'm spending time doing things for my own glory and not for the glory of God. And I'm not designed to do things for my own glory. I'm going to let that sit there. I am not designed to do things for my own glory. I am designed to do things for the glory of God, things that glorify God. I'm going to let that sit too. So imagine my distress <laughs> when I realized, oh my goodness, I've been trying to have this big effect with singing and God has been trying to teach me, no, you should be singing to my glory. You shouldn't be worried about what, like how people are responding. Like that's not the point. That's not it. You're missing the mark. And I'm transparent, I'm honest. That has been very difficult to deal with. I'm glad that I was in a season of not really singing a lot publicly because it gave me time to sit and listen to the Holy Spirit and be, to be open to receiving what the Holy Spirit has to say. Um, and I got to, I went through phases. I would beat myself up about not practicing enough, not working hard enough, not being good enough. Um, and that works for both my voice and the way I look. Um, I would beat myself up for, you know, setting a standard in my mind and not achieving it because now I'm failing myself. And all along, it's been a distraction. It's been a distraction to get me looking in the opposite direction of God. Uh, the enemy was really pleased. Because I'm over here chasing this beauty standard of these beauty standards that I don't need to chase. God says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's all that should matter. Period. Um, when there's so many scriptures that relate to singing, like I, I can't just pull one. <laughs> um, but my singing should be glorifying God, should be blessing his ears. Um, and it's taken me a while to get through this. I told y'all at the beginning of this episode, this is like real time, like mm -mm, this cultural thing is happening in real life. <laughs> We're playing this out. Um, in, in my intellectual mind, I would have loved for this episode to be very clean cut, 
Uh, I would love to delete all the, uh, um, let me stop and pause. I would love to fix up and pretty up a lot of things. And I know that I'm not going to do that because I want to be obedient. And I know that part of the obedience is seeing the raw, true form of things and the way they come out. And so um, the important part of the message <laughs> is that it's important for you to examine one, how you see culture. And it's important for you to look at how you interact with it. And when you find things that don't line up with the will of God, if you can't find in the word where, you know what? God says that this is good. God says it's pure. God says that this is something that is grounded in faith, is grounded in um, my purpose as a, a child of God. It's probably not godly. And we don't need to, we don't have, we're, we're talking about revival, right? We don't have time to waste. And so the revival needs to come in the form of us looking at the culture. And that goes for church culture as well. There are a lot of things in church culture. I might do a bonus episode on that. There are a lot of things within church culture that we go along with because it's what our, that's how our pastor does it. That's how, you know, we do it at such and such Baptist church of the little rock of Abraham. <laughs> and God is like, I, I don't, you're not doing that for me. You're doing that for y'all. Um, we need to examine that and we need to revive the things that God wants us to do. Um, we need to revive the aspects of our culture that are pleasing to him that he's instilled within us. And that's going to take a lot of uh, uprooting. We got to pull up some stuff that just like we planted a lot of seeds that aren't godly. Um, so for me, because I'm talking about myself, <laughs> I had to uproot things like the beauty myth. Um, like this idea that if I didn't look a certain way that I was going to be at risk for all kinds of calamity and destruction because I'm a wife, I'm a married woman. And if I don't uphold a certain standard, standard, excuse me, then I am just leaving my husband out there to suffer um, and to have to fight off all the beautiful women that he's being exposed to 24 seven. Um if I don't live up to a certain standard with my voice and I, I don't move people in this kind of way and they don't feel this or feel that, and this is based off of my perspective, not even what they're saying, um, then I'm not really singing, that I really got the spirit. Those are not godly seeds. None of that's in the word. You can't find it in the word. Um, I, you can find things that since I intellectualize, I can find things and I can take that and I can eisegete it, <laughs> um, which basically means I'm taking it and I'm using my own understanding and my own wisdom um, and my cultural worldview to say, yeah, that's what that text means. No, God, what does this text mean? Help me understand it. Help me study it. So that I'm getting it right according to your design. Um, I 
am in a phase right now where to get this revival going. Um, I have been very quiet. I have been, I, I'm becoming a student of the word. Um, I, I've gotten away from that and was comfortable in doing devotionals. Um, and those are important. Those are impactful, but I need to go deeper at this stage. And so in becoming a student of the word, God is revealing to me, you know, I want you to sing for me. Um, you shouldn't get any glory out of it whatsoever. And that doesn't mean that you're lazy. That doesn't mean that you just get, get on a stage and you sing any old kind of notes and any old kind of words. Um, because everything is designed for decency and order. God honors that, right? Um, but what it does mean is that you're not getting up there so that people will applaud you and your technique and your training and your delivery and how beautiful you are. You're getting up there so that you can help usher in my spirit so that you can deliver a word, a piece of hope, uh, some joy, some of my fruit to someone who's going to hear what you're singing. So maybe they'll be interested in, in salvation at the end of the day so that they'll see me and me alone. So that's the episode. That's all I got. <laughs> um, I hope that, you know, this resonates with some of y'all. If you are, you know, in a state where you would like prayer around this, you know, feel free to send me an email. Um, I would love to pray with you and for you. Uh, pray with me <laughs> as well, please. And share this with somebody. If you know that there's somebody out there, particularly those who are struggling with beauty and with, you know, things around creativity, particularly music, share this with them. Um, because I honestly believe God uses, you know, those moments, uses them to be testimonies, um, so that other people can, you know, feel like, oh, I'm not alone. God hears me too. Um, and you know, again, all month I'm going to be talking about revival. So I know, I feel like last month the episodes were really cheerful and bright and sunny, and they might be a little bit more serious this month. Um, but again, it's in obedience and it's to edify, you know, I want everyone listening to be able to grow as a believer. I want, um, you know, people as they hear this word to, um, and I'm going to jump back into, uh, the, the topic a little bit, but I want those of you who are like me and who are seeing things on social media and going, Man, I feel like it's really popular to do that, but I don't feel like it's godly. And that makes me feel kind of weird or that makes me feel kind of lame. <laughs> or I feel like I might be really boring if I keep pursuing Christ because I just keep letting go of all these things that all my friends are doing, all the people in my age group are doing. Um, it's a big thing in my city or my town and I just don't have a desire to do it anymore. But again, I don't want to look lame. I don't want to be bored. I, I don't want to be boring. Uh, I don't want to seem religious. Give it to God and allow God to lead it. Um, he's taking that desire. He's shifting you in a different direction for his glory, for his will. Um, he's building you up and sanctifying you. And 
that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, it doesn't always feel good. It's not always comfortable. Uh, I don't know if it's ever comfortable, I should say, but it is for your good. And don't beat yourself up about, there's so many times where I just really, sorry about the mic, y'all, where I really just follow the crowd. And I, like, I, that isn't even really deeply ingrained in my character, but it was just, I don't want to be left out. I want to be cool too. And I was able to look back at some of those moments and go, Mommy, that was really silly. That was stupid. That was stupid. And you could have gotten hurt. You, maybe you could have died in some cases. Like, don't do stupid things like that just to fit in. Um, so don't beat yourself up. You know, I, I do my best now. I can't say that I did it back then. But now I do my best to not stay stuck in a feeling or in that kind of um, environment because all things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Um, and so I know that he's working all this out. He's working all that stuff out that I did so that I can share now uh, and be relatable and be real and say that, you know, I want to be able to be fashionable and cute. I want people to think like, oh, you, you, you eating that look, sis. Um, I want people to, to think I'm snatched because I'm a mom now. Like being snatched is like a, a badge of honor when you're a mom. Uh, but I also don't want to put myself in a position where people are just glorifying my body. And that like that it took a lot for me to get here at that place. Um, I want people to be moved when I sing. I want people to, to uh, the same feelings that I've had with the singers that I love, where I heard a song, I heard a lyric, and I just cried because I related so well to it. I want to do that to, to people. Um, but I want to do it in a way that it positions God at the forefront, where it's not, you know, I related to you in the way you said that and the way you delivered that and the focus is on, again, the technique, the skill in me. I want people to be like, man, God just brought me through that place too. God just healed me from that. God is working with me and I, I want to be delivered from this thing. That's the kind of move that I would like to be a vessel to allow space for, uh, if that makes sense <laughs> now. Um, and again, it, it even saying it, you can tell by the way I was, you know, struggling to get the words out. I'm still trying to find the language to articulate it because I was stuck in the other place for so long. Um, so again, understand, like, don't beat yourself up. Just allow God to use you. Ask God to put people in your life who are more mature, who have overcome things that you're not, you haven't yet overcome, who have some wisdom, um, and respect that wisdom because it's coming from God. It's not coming from them. It's coming from God. Allow God to reveal your heart to you and to say, I got to prune this. I got to pluck this up. I got to get rid of this. Allow him to do it. Um, don't be afraid. Don't fight it um, because perfect love drives out fear. And, you know, just if you need to listen to this episode again, like I said, if you need to email me or send me a message, if you follow me on my social pages, go ahead and do that. Um, I, I have no problem sharing and chatting with folks about this kind of stuff because I know like that helps. It helps you to navigate, it helps you to, you know, run this race, as we say. <laughs> so. All right, y'all. Again, share this. 
Um, give me feedback if, you know, you have some feedback to give. And I look forward to coming back on here. It'll probably be in the next two weeks for uh, the next episode for this month. All right, guys, take care.